Hello, Nikki Weavers here. Welcome to episode nine of Betty Girl Band the Podcast. This podcast is supported by Tomboy X, designing underwear and swimwear to fit your body and how you see yourself. Use code Betty for 15% off at tomboyx.com. Also supported by the Apartment Lounge in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Come in and have a drink and tell them Betty sent you. And now, on to Betty Girl Band. When you need to find the right answer, or solve one of life's mysteries. Just begin at the beginning in books arranged alphabetically. Encyclopedia. Look it up and look it up. We hadn't moved to New York yet. No. Not before we recorded that album. But we had the confidence of artists who... True. Well, we started playing there. We'd been playing at the Pyramid Club. We'd played at Area. We played at Densiteria. We played at the bottom line. We played at the bottom line. Hi, everybody. It's Amy. It's Allie. Elizabeth. And you know, we're the band Betty. Hi, we're Betty. So it was the late 80s and HBO came down to the bottom line, which was a nightclub in New York City. They came to see Jonathan Richmond, and we opened for him. And then they asked us to come up and, and they asked uh, audition. Us to c- come up and audition for a new Correct. children's television show that they were doing. Because at that time, HBO had really just sort of started, and they showed movies and porn basically. In order to um, even stuff out, they had to do a children's television show. Well, they were working with children's television. There's workshop. a good lesson right. there for anybody that is headlining a show: never have an opener that um, you know might steal something from you. I guess. <laughs> That's called All About Eve, and it's an old story. But we weren't trying to do that. We didn't know. Eve has insatiable ambition and talent, an improbable person with a contempt for humanity, an inability to love or be loved. But how can such a woman fool so many? How does any Eve do it? We do know that we had just had conversations with the people from HBO who are running a brand new show called Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia! (laughs) It's true. And also Bush was in office, which was another nightmare. Oh, that wasn't a nightmare at all. That fact that we were talking to HBO. No, no. I'm talking about another in addition to Reagan after eight years of Reagan. Then Bush was elected. Our CBS News estimate is that George Bush will be the next president of the United States and that Dan Quayle will be the next vice president of the United States. So we performed True. at the bottom line and uh, the people from HBO and CTW were there mm-hmm. to cast, looking for cast members for a new show they were doing for children. And we had a song called Amoeba Man mm-hmm. without knowing that they were in the audience. And so we were doing this song which actually talks about an amoeba. And has a definition a. in it. The song is called Go Ahead and Split, Mr. Amoeba Man. Go ahead and split, Mr. Amoeba Man. I can't divide my love once again. Go ahead and split, Mr. Amoeba Man. Now, go ahead and split, Mr. Amoeba Man. I can't divide my love once again. Go ahead and split, Mr. Amoeba Man. Two, four, uh-uh, love no more. 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 You put my love through the test. Tubes and all. I won't be your experiment, Mr. Amoeba. Go ahead and split, Mr. Amoeba Man. I can't divide my love once again. Go ahead and split, Mr. Amoeba Man. Won't you bear with me for just a moment, thank you. 
Amoeba, 1A, a large genus of naked rhizopod protozoans with lobos and never anastomizing pseudopodia with or without supporting structures that are found in fresh salt water and moist terrestrial situations. Stop. S. A contour as of a tabletop of irregular curves. Stop. Go ahead. Two. Oh, sure. Four. They heard that. They came back to our dressing room. Remember the dressing room mm-hmm. at the bottom line? They came back to our dressing room and, and said, hey, we're doing the show. Do you want to come audition? And we said, sure, why not? I mean, what's it to us? So long as someone's got the money for a cocktail. But also remember that you had, in college, Allison, you had done a lot of theater. And Amy, you're, such, you're a theater person for you know, way back when. True, true. Uh, that's been. Yes, that's true, 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 truly, truly. <laughs> I had never done anything like that. I had one audition in high school because I thought I should for anybody's in West Side Story and it was the most embarrassing moment of my life <laughs> and I literally backed out of the room and Why was it crawled to the nearest toilet and smoked a joint. Why was it embarrassing? It was because I was terrible. I was te- beyond terrible. I was embarrassingly terrible and Amy was like the theater star of, of Robinson High School and she convinced me to audition for anybody's. Maybe you were better than you think. No, I wish she, you had no, it on no, video tape. Oh, oh, no. You were there. Amy I was, was there. Amy was there. I was in the room. I was and her coach. She was my <laughs> coach. I whistled at the beginning and it was downhill from there. Yeah. And I, I tried to be a dyke because that's what I thought anybody's was in my own little way before I really knew what a dyke was. I sort of was anyway. Wow. She I gave just it a good remember, college try. I remember everybody's face just sort of dropped and Amy slinked out of the room and pretended she didn't know me No, for that's a while. not true. I gave you a lot of positive vibes. Anyway. Oh, no. Anyway. I, I, are you crazy? Elizabeth, move past the high school experience. We've all been, you know, we've all Although I must say, I think most of us were actually shaped and formed in high school. No matter how you slice it, I truly do oh, believe God, that's I hope the time. Not. That's the time when you, you either rebel against it or you run down that path, I think. Anyway, anyways, for me, it was Elizabeth and Al- Allison and I had a lot of acting experience. Elizabeth had none. And they asked us to come up. HBO. HBO asked us to come up to New York. Write and a gave, song. Right, they gave us a song. And the song a word. Was, the word was Oxygen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were to write a song that would be instructive for Define children. Define it. Mm-hmm. Right. And we had a song kind of like that already that they had seen. So we were going to take it one step further and put in some really fun definitions for kids. Mm-hmm. and Of show, Oxygen. Mm-hmm, of Oxygen. And show how musical we were and how affable we were and how entertaining we were. That was our job nitrogen helium argon helium something like that what something was like that but whatever the properties were so we're going up on the train and from practicing dc and practicing. to new york for the audition i had a couple of characters in the middle of it that were going to be that we had rehearsed yeah uh, but, but to do the song and that would be breaking so that you and allison were going to be doing the little mantra over and over again about the properties of oxygen mm-hmm. and then we would come back yeah and it was had, like, like amoeba man where you were defining it or something mm-hmm. it was like very, and we had an Amtrak ride, so we knew we had four hours to practice it. We were going to know it. Oh, nail so it. So well. We, we were going to nail it. So we practiced it over and over and over again. We get out of the train in New York, the Big Apple. Mm-hmm. We, in our very groovy, groovy outfits. Yeah, and we got our crazy 80s outfits, and we went to HBO, the HBO building where you had to, it was, it was very intimidating intimidating and then we went to the top where they have a theater there's this big theater we get on stage and there's maybe 10 people in the audience mm-hmm. and they're all the executives entertain us so we got up there and all i remember is that <laughs> i saw black and then when i didn't see black it was over 
Yeah, because Elizabeth completely forgot. It was, it was well, something like nitrogen, carbon, argon, helium, and that's all we had to do, say over and over again. But so, that was what Alice and Elizabeth were supposed but to But Elizabeth started it. Mm-hmm. So she goes, nitrogen, no, you went, noxygen, oxygen, oxygen, all over. And, and, we were look, and Amy and I looked at you like, what is going on? You're, that, and your little eyes were so sad, and all your, your little eyes said, help me, help me. So I started very loudly saying nitrogen, argon, helium, whatever the elements were. Elizabeth I, just I kept saying oxygen, oxygen, over and over. Doing, really loud. And all I know is that I did blackout, and I came out of the blackout, and we... We had gotten the part. Right, That's because right. we basically saved you, Elizabeth. And we No, I think it was really cute and fun that you just said oxygen over. Maybe they thought that I was part of it. Yes. But also I think it made us it made us more at ease because we did laugh a bit. Oh, I was... think you guys were laughing at me. And I wish you could, uh, my lifelong, on my deathbed, I'm going to see your face with those little eyes, help, and me on both of your I eyes. wish we still had that audition, <laughs> I wish we had that audition on tape or some kind of video, because oh, I yes. bet it would be really fun to see right yeah. now. But the memories are good. Anyways. Well, we have all 25 episodes mm-hmm. of Encyclopedia. That's right, 26, but who's counting? 26, well, and anyway, we, went up, we went up to New York after we got the part, we went up to New York, yeah. they put us... We skipped but that. Hello. We have all of the we have all of the episodes, and they're on YouTube. Yeah, you can go on YouTube to our site, which is um, YouTube Bettyverse. Bettyverse, and yeah. you can see all of them there. Deep inside your body, some bones just ache for fun. Two hundred six together, all jointed as your skeleton. Now take off your layers, your clothes, and now your skin. Stripping even deeper Until their bones is what you're in Don't worry about the neighbors They'll be too scared to snoop Feel right down to the gravestones Go dancing in your boogie bones Knick-knack, paddywhack Leave your dog at home Knick-knack, paddywhack Go dancing in your boogie bones Start rocking with short bones Skull, spine, pelvis well, we'd never had that kind of validation to go from Mike Thorne saying, yes, your music's great. Of course, you should have an album, too. Let's do this let's television, do a television show. television show together. It was and incredible. And it was for kids. And your camera so- ready. And it was such a great cast. Ethel Eichenberger, who mm-hmm. was a very no- well-known drag queen. Faith Prince, who's won uh, Tony's, Tar- on, or at least has mm-hmm. been nominated for Tony's. Just so many incredible people in this Ethel cast. Ethel Eichenberger actually died of AIDS yes. later on. Bless and, um, her heart. She and was so wonderful and such a great person. And we, oh my God, we shot, we came up and stayed at the Mayflower Hotel, oh, which, which was, was on the on Central Park West. Which was pre, well, now it's the Trump place. Yeah, boo, oh, but it was such boo. a fantastic so, old hotel. It was Sinead O'Connor and there. And we got to and stay there for weeks and weeks and weeks. guy in the elevator, Billy D. Williams, we yes. met. Well, first all of all, they people. gave us 26 words to write. Mm-hmm. And we divided them up. Mm-hmm. And then we write uh, a, a song define about them. it. Define yeah. them. And a, then we B, C, D, Then we got together and we collaborated together. And then we'd fly back and forth from Washington, D.C. to New York for the meetings and for like their editing and everything. And the music producer was Hal Williams. Mm-hmm. the very very well celebrated Hal Wilner so it was really exciting to be working with someone yeah. who was so well known and, and, and we also worked with Michael Blair um, who was doing that a little bit hands on stuff uh-huh. so then we came back up to shoot them all in a space of 10 days was it no or? I think it was two weeks but two still. weeks and we had to practice lip syncing in the mirror because couldn't fumble up a word or anything like that but we had to... beyond anything else the clothes, you oh, guys. Genius. Can we please remember oh, the clothes. So they were so great. 80s. And, so and we love them so much. 
designer jeans. That's jeans with a G. And I, I still remember, have some of my pieces. I still wear them. I, oh, Steven yeah. Sprouse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were some great designers things in there that are mm-hmm. so hip yeah. now. It's amazing. But I, re- I remember also that it was the first time we had done TV really like that. And everything was a big conversation. They would have conversations and then come and then... Yeah, if we said one word like heat instead yeah. of hot, mm-hmm. they had or to stop and everybody had to talk. If we went over the top. And <laughs> I remember one time there was a big meeting because I wasn't wearing a bra. Yeah. I had no boobs. Who cared? It was a big thing. Oh, a big thing. One they time, came over and they're like, "You have to wear a bra." And I said, "No." And it was a big thing. And it was, you know, sometimes they wanted to straighten our hair or whatever. And I, we were still so holding on so tightly to who we were and who we wanted to be. True. That it was, it was harder to work with us. Probably you know, so. Then we've been. We've been broken now, so we'll yeah. pretty much we'll do, do whatever you want. Show us the money. <laughs> Purina like dog the Kam- It's the Kaminsky method or something, basically. I remember one time Allison got on set in a unitard that they I put had her many in unitards. for some. Yeah, and um, the crew groaned. Wow, that is a sight to see. So beautiful. Yeah, That's that a was, nice thing to say. No, but Thank I remember it. It, it, it. it was Allison, audible. Allison, you're by far the most beautiful person I've ever met. Oh, you love lovely I mean, to say that. I just know that, that, that Encyclopedia gave me a love of spandex that to this day I have. To Absolutely. this day. I have so many spandex things, plastic jewelry, all kinds of things from that. Because you know, from the archives, I'm kind of a hoarder. Yeah. I'm a Betty hoarder. And so I, I keep a lot I'm of things. I'm a Betty hoarder. That was fun. And, and it gave us the money to move to New York. Correct. Michael Greif saw us when we were in New York. And I think you you said it was... That was later, though. Right. Yeah, yeah that was much later. No, because we, we went to do the Berkshire Theater Festival while my mom was sick. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because well, we did, did a benefit. Drawing. We did a benefit um, for PS122 at the public theater. We had... And they had turned the entire public theater into all kinds of venues. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to go on again, which always happened to us. We were supposed to go on at like 11, but it went really late. Mm-hmm. And so by the time we actually went on, we'd actually had a... You know, it was an open bar. We'd had a couple cocktails we went on and we did our show and we just were completely insane had a wonderful time michael greif the director came up afterwards and said i need to know you people and he was like from the beginning he's been a he's been like our brother i adore he michael calls, everything i have michael says that he is our well he says this to me anyway he said amy i'm just like your brother only more successful <laughs> <laughs> it's true i mean he directed rent he directed Next to Normal. He directed Dear Evan Hansen. He's an incredible director. I love his work. Me too. So much. Hey, I'm Michael Greif. I first met Betty, or I first saw Betty. Uh, they were playing a benefit at PS122. And it was a long night, and there were a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of different people performing. And I think they probably had like five-minute, ten-minute slots. And I, I loved Betty, and they really stood out. And they struck me as so funny and sexy and really original. Like they were singing great, great songs about 
being sexy and having a good time and really queer positive. And I just really remember loving them. And then somehow, and I don't know how, I met them. Maybe that night, maybe we ran into each other again, I don't know. But I quickly had actually a gig to offer them. I was preparing this production of Cloud Nine in a theater at the Berkshires, the Unicorn Theater at the Berkshire Theater Festival. And I thought it would be great to have not only original music, but a band and especially uh, a band of women performing during the show. And I asked them and, you know, began to find out that they were very theatrically interested themselves there. <laughs> and they really loved that play and they thought that that would be a great gig. And they sort of accepted. And then I remember we got into some really long negotiations about how they do their own show late at night and that's how they would pay for this all. And, you know, they'd be thrilled to perform, you know, at eight o'clock in the show but then at 11, there'd be like some cabaret or some band or some, you know, bar or something. And they were going to get really rich and it was going to be great. And they'd all buy homes in the Berkshires. And of course, they weren't able to do that concert gig. It was like New England morality laws came down. It's like, it must be silent at 1030. But they did the gig and it was really great. And we got to really know each other and be really close. But he, he saw us there and then... You know, he, was... we, had an, we had an agenda when we first moved to New York and we knew that we wanted to support a lot of things. We wanted to be seen. So we wanted to be in every single possible place that was doing like benefits and... As opposed uh, to what? I still feel the same. Way. We've always done benefits right. since the very beginning. I mean, some people have only seen us in benefits and thought we were a cappella forever. Totally. And have we no only idea do two that we songs. play instruments. We did the PS122 thing and Michael saw us and then he invited us to, he wanted us to compose the music for the Carol Churchill play right. that he was doing in the Berkshire Theater right. Festival. Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine. That has a character named Betty. Exactly. And we, the three of us were on stage for it. So we said, sure, how amazing. And it turned out to be a great thing. I can't believe we don't have a video of that. Because one time when we were playing, it was, it was during the live show. theater and a huge moth while we were playing and singing went up to towards the light and then died dropped. and dropped and landed on your music stand, Elizabeth. And the three of us had to not laugh because it was during it was during the show. But we were laughing a little bit, and yeah. somebody whispered from off stage that that was unprofessional. <laughs> Sir told me to stay and keep an we eye. Still, I still remember the script. Yeah, we still remember because every single night we had to listen to it, and we had a midnight show that we did, our own show that right. was closed down by the town because it was they too actually, loud. Yeah, they had a meeting and they decided to close our show down after one, after one. Lest you forget. We did do one fantastic late night show, and who came? Kathy and Jimmy, and that's how we became friends with Kathy and Jimmy. Oh, that's true. That's right. Band. Because we had seen her amazing show Kathy with Mo. Mo, the Kathy and Mo show, mm -hmm. and thought she was brilliant. And then she came to see Michael's show, and mm -hmm. we became fabulous friends. Yeah, we're still friends to this day. Hi, I'm Kathy and Jimmy. I remember the first time I met Betty. I had a soulmate dog named Al Finney, and I would look for every opportunity to take her out of the city to go where there was sand or a beach or a lake. Me and my boyfriend at the time, John Boswell, gay. It wasn't a surprise to either of us. He was sincerely in love with me and me him. We took Al Finney in a rent-a-car to the Berkshires, and we literally saw a poster nailed to a tree trunk that said, Betty, three-woman 
music group tonight at the Berkshire Theater. I was like, well, we should go. And I went in and I literally was mesmerized mostly by just like three hairs. There was like a dark cotton candy of hair and then there was a blonde cotton candy of hair and then there was a red cotton candy of hair. Then when I really got over the hair and I started listening to the lyrics, I was beside myself. And then they could really sing, and then they played their own instruments, and then above that, all of their songs were very female-forward, very woman-oriented, very sexuality-forward. It seemed like they took who they were separately and together in their life and just put it to song. So it was so authentic, so hilariously funny, and so radically right on that I, it was like I struck gold. And it was like, you know, when you find your community, when you find your tribe and you go, oh no, we're going to be friends forever. Fabulous friends. Yeah, we're still friends to this day. And she was such a rad feminist. That show was so rad. feminist and so, so amazing. Amazing. Oh, it yeah. was fantastic. When we were in um, the Berkshires, we had gone back home for, I think, for a gig. And we were at Herb's restaurant. Actually, what happened is that our mom had gotten sick. That was when we were still living in D.C. She got sick, but then she was getting better when mm. we were in the Berkshire Theater Festival. And then... Then we got a phone call from dad saying that her cancer had come back and it had spread. So we left the festival early to go home to D.C. to see what was happening. You know, she was, we could... She died in three months. Right. It was very fast. And but it was luckily, very, mm. and... It was such an honor and a privilege for us to be there when she did die at home and all of us were around. And actually, we were downstairs. You were in the house. You, Karen Monica. Well, she came up to see us Monica, one last Karen, time. Monica, Karen, and Anna, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You were in the house when she, she died upstairs. Yeah. But she before she died, she actually, she was okay for a little bit. So we said, We told her that we had a show in New York. We had a concert. And she asked us not to cancel it because she wanted to come up. That's right. So she got in her wheelchair. wheelchair At the bottom line. At the bottom line. Dad took her and drove her, and she sat there in the audience. Um, Myrna Johnson was doing the sound, and to this day we talk about that. Right. Because I remember we were doing our, you sang one song, and then you just said, Mom, I love you so much. I do. It killed everybody. Kills me now. It was the first time that you ever lost it on stage and couldn't continue. Like, you, you never have a problem talking. Well, I mean, I looked at, I was in the middle of singing. I just looked at her face, and she was sitting there. She had this big smile on her face and her face was a little bit swollen from the cortisone and she was holding on to her wheelchair dad was there with her and i think anybody that that has that privilege of performing for you know someone that you love so much and who loves you and who too. loves you and you have that gift to give them it was also it's, yeah it's a it's really amazing. really big thing it was but it was also amazing because it was such a circle thing because mom had gone to NYU mm-hmm. and the bottom line is was um, exactly where NYU mm-hmm. was is, and is now NYU again yeah it is yes. NYU so that was again. the last time she ever went out and that was the last time she went to hear us she was she packed up my dad took her back to DC and we followed them so that we could be there for her last couple of days mm-hmm. or last weeks actually and, and then, Allison was right there mm-hmm. you know right there with us living through the death of a parent which is she was the first one of the first parent of all of, of us all of that us. had passed away and she was, it was young yeah she was young she was 57 it was very crazy and we continued to perform during I don't know how I mean I really I did it's, it's all so murky for me See, because I thought we went to Berkshire Theater Festival after that because mm-hmm. I no. seem to recall that you all were, we, 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 we were somewhere in the countryside when you all were dealing because I remember that I you... was dealing with it but I but I did a drawing of her but she hadn't died yet no mm. she we had just found out that she'd gotten sick again so then we left right. when she got sick I actually 
actually did stop drinking. And that's, <laughs> that's what we, we were in the Berkshire Theater Fest and we were staying at somebody's, somebody's house who was a donor for the theater festival. Mm -hmm. And I remember finding a, a, the book about Bill What's it called? Um, oh, right. Friends of Bill. Friends of Bill Friends or something. Bill. And mm -hmm. I read it. And I think I went to a meeting there. Oh, we had some we had some crazy times. I'm, I think we're really lucky that we were that we're musicians and we get to process a lot of the grief and sorrow in life artistically. I think it must be really hard for people that aren't artists to but somehow are, come to terms. I remember Elizabeth, even though we were performing all this stuff, you still it hit you hard. Remember, you, you sort of collapsed on St. Mark's. Oh, I lost my marbles, but that's before she died. It's when she was sick. I collapsed. I was actually on the phone in a phone booth calling you when I collapsed. Mm -hmm. And then I collapsed in St. Mark's, and you scooped me up and took me to a shrink. Yeah. The shrink was pregnant, and when I stopped seeing her, her child was 21. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know, thank God. <laughs> thank God that, that that exists in life. That yeah. you, there's people that you can talk to who can guide you along the way to help you. Thank the but goddess. It's, but it's also nature. When, after mom died, after the funeral, I went somewhere to a beach. With Monica. And I remember listening on my Walkman to our song and I know this sounds so query and maudlin but I listened over and over again to bring up my emotions because I, I have a tendency to pack them down there to pack them down mm. to stuff them down with either cigarettes or food or alcohol or just disassociate but I wanted to be there I wanted to feel what was happening so I kept playing broken Mm. over and over in my Walkman and I would mm. just I walked around this little pl this little island just sobbing Sit down, sit and no fun at all. I'm people, just people, and I'm broken. I'm people, just people, and I'm broken. I didn't want to be in touch with any of my emotions because she was my best friend. And I didn't want to have to deal with the fact that she was gone. So, so you scuttled through her drugs after she died yeah. and took the bottle of Dilatin. Dilatin, yeah. yeah. And that was a good time for me because oh, good Lord. I was, was anesthetized for much of, I don't remember, a lot uh, of... To your birthday yeah. when you actually slid underneath the table and Allison... Picked you up and put you over my shoulder, as I do. That's yeah. my thing. And took you home. And took her home. I, yeah. of all people, saw the pills that you had been taking, Dilatin, which is... So horrible. And I, as wonderful as they can be, I actually put them in the toilet and flushed them down the toilet. Then I went to a spa or some kind of... Um, Remember your spa finders years? Yeah, Those were good years. Yeah, that was years. a spa until I get it to get in shape and detox. And I remember you, like there that. was that singer there and you and that singer were... Remember I'm talking about? Oh yeah, she was climbing up Cheryl, the mountain. Cheryl... Uh, Cheryl Lee. Anyways, you those were Cheryl and her record company sent her there. There you go. Yeah. See? And so you went to the best friends. of the best. Yeah. 
But it was, it's important. You have to find ways to heal, heal through these huge tragedies that happen to every single person on this planet every single day. Right. Not, like we don't talk about it. and Nobody knows how to process them. So we had to find our own ways to go through. Well, I don't think Americans really deal with death ever until it happens. Mm. But the thing is, is that we, we dealt with death pretty early on because of AIDS, because our friends. and But it's very Still. different when it hits your family. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's true. When, it's I, not built into our culture. It'd be really great if somehow like school, yeah. you know, we're built into our culture so that we could be celebratory and and move on in a but, really great way so i think the thing about it is when something really hard happens to you whether it's a breakup or a death or whatever it is i think one of the first things people do go to is music i really do i think they go to music after the delighted or whatever they're they're going through i know that the emotions of a song can really bring your emotions home if, at least that's how i feel yeah if anyone were to say to me that any of our songs had helped them during a very hard time or in specifically the loss of a parent or their mom or that would be seminal and i think people have said it before and it's just a very cathartic wonderful thing to hear and if you don't go to music it's always important to go to friends agreed na 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 I'm Humpty Dumpty who's had a great fall I'm mixed up and messed up and all turned around I'm upset, downset and no fun at all I'm people, just people And I'm broken All the Queen's horses and all the Queen's men Can't patch me nor mend me, nor glue me together. I'm upset, downset, and I want it to end. I'm people, just people, and I'm broken. Oh, it hurts when I laugh. I can't even smile. So I guess I'll stay broken a while If I were a watch I'd get quickly repaired Or stitched up and sewn like a dress with a tear But I'm people, just people And I'm broken, broken Together forever.